Hey everyone, welcome back to Facially Conscious with myself, Trina Renee, esthetician, and Rebecca Gadbury, the cosmetic ingredient guru, highly acclaimed educator, and award-winning journalist. She is the cosmetic industry leader. We are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics. It's confusing out there in this big, wide world. That's why we're here, to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our update on this skin barrier, a continuation, actually, of episode 17 about skin barrier. We wanted to go a little more deep into some of the most common barrier repair ingredients. And of course, we're going to do that with Miss Rebecca Cadbury. <gasps> and Miss Trina Belton. I'm here. Hello. I actually, in the business, go as Trina Renee. I know. Mm -hmm. Trina Belton is my secret married name. Should we edit that out then? (laughs) No, it's fine. Okay. (gasps) Oh, Um, no. (laughs) No, it's fine. Uh, I go as both, actually, but it's just easier to not have to change it, you know, in business. Yes, when you were your punk rocker star (laughs) self, you. (laughs) Yes. Shh, just kidding. No, I actually love that part of my life. So I'm proud of it. But I also love this part of my life. So this is so fun. There's so many different parts of life to love, aren't there? So many different chapters. Hopefully all of us get to live different chapters. Right? I hope so. Yeah. 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 My husband said last night, I think we just got into chapter four. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope, I don't know what that means yet. I'm going to talk to him about that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you didn't ask him when he said it? What is that? Well, we mean? were walking down some stairs and. <laughs> <laughs> Did one of you trip? <laughs> no, but I is thought I might if I paid four started? to what he said. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off into the <laughs> philosophy part of life. Let's get back to skincare. Yes. Well, welcome everybody <laughs> to Facially Conscious and we're going to get a little deeper into some skin barrier ingredients for those of you who want to know stuff like that. That's what these little episodes are for, to be a little more scientific and uh, chemistic. What's that word? (laughs) Chemistic. I like the word. I don't know if it exists. Get more into chemistry. Chemistic. Yeah, I like that. You'll be our chemistic person. Oh, a mystic chemistic. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's hear about these barrier repair ingredients because right now this weather we are in February, it's cold and everybody's skin is dried out. Right. And so what are we supposed to do about that? Undry. What do you look for? <laughs> <laughs> I know what to look for, but the our audience doesn't. So let's tell them some things to some ingredients to look for. Right. I like to talk about the ingredients with people, not product specific, because there's a million products. And so I'd rather have them know what to look for. And that's what I like to educate. And where to look, because you can Mm -hmm. have the name of an ingredient, 
then you're standing in a store or you're talking to your esthetician or doctor about the ingredient, but you have no way to source it for your skin. Right. So how do you look for that? Well, here's a little tip that I've used for years, and that is when you go to Google, Mm-hmm. You can, at the very top, there's all those little words that say all and images. There's a word that says shopping. Click on shopping mm. and then enter the ingredient that you're looking for and you'll get a bunch of returns on products that contain that ingredient. Interesting. I never thought to do that. Yeah, it's really, it's so it's, smart. Uh, yeah. So, or you can talk to a knowledgeable esthetician like yourself. And when you say, well, I want something with uh, uh, ceramides in it, you're mm-hmm. going to know the product that you carry that has ceramides. Right. Okay. Uh, but if you go into a, a drugstore or even possibly a Sephora, which I've done repeatedly over the years, and act, ask for a product that contains ceramides. A lot of people don't know their product line, so they don't know how to find it. Well, especially the salespeople in Sephora. Well, I'm not going to trash the salespeople in Sephora. <laughs> I, I have am. met Just a kidding. lot I'm of kidding. good ones. I've met a lot of good ones. No, there are, but I mean, yeah. it is a selling um, environment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, ingredients, I would not trust your salesperson to know. They know how to. They know about products. They have to learn about them when they're selling them, but they, they're they often not uh, savvy on ingredients. If you get a good one in there, mm-hmm. sure, they should hire estheticians. Some do. Mm-hmm. Some do. As a matter of fact, I know some Sephora's that do hire estheticians. Uh, but, again, that's another story. And So let's talk about the skin barrier. Yeah, let's, let's talk about <laughs> ceramides. Let's oh, talk ceramides. About that's ceramides. such a good Since one. we started there. Such a good ingredient, right? And the, yes. And there are some product lines like CeraVe um, that is you can find online or you can find in your uh, drugstore or supermarket that do contain ceramides. And you can tell because Cera is in the name of the product. Mm. Uh, but usually you're not that lucky. It's not that easy. So you can just go online and and enter the word ceramide, which begins with a C, not an S. So did CeraVe make their product line specifically because of the ceramides? Like, was that their whole I don't work for CeraVe, so I really don't know what they were up to. (laughs) Do you? I feel like you do. (laughs) Anyway, ceramide is spelled C-E-R-A-M-I-D-E. Okay. There are a lot of different ceramides that are in the skin. They're part of the mortar that Dr. Vicki and you and I have been talking about for several of episodes now. Mm-hmm. And that mortar is not only made up of those natural moisturizing factors that we were talking in the about in the hydrating ingredient episode, but it they also uh, form the fatty part or the lipid part, the water holding part of the lipids. So if you think of the lipids kind of like a layer cake, okay? Uh-huh. And they they occur in layers between the skin cells. So you'll have a water-loving layer, then you'll have an oil-loving layer, then you'll have a water-loving layer, then an oil-loving layer. There will be an illustration in the show notes about this so you can visualize it. Okay. Um, the cell makes those lipids. 
And the reason that you have the lipids are archaic, is that what you're saying? They're like the, the, the cake. They're like that layer cake. And okay. so you have uh, an oil loving layer, a water loving layer, and an oil loving layer. Well, we know that oil, when it surrounds water, is going to hold the water in. Mm-hmm. You can't evaporate water through the oil or through the lipids. Lipids are oil-loving. And so they layer the moisture between the skin. If you only put in water and you don't put in enough lipids and your skin isn't making enough lipids, you're going to let the water go or it's going to evaporate just as easily as you put it in. Mm -hmm. For instance, when you take a bath, you can feel a little dry when you get in the bathroom. Maybe your skin feels normal. You get in the bath, you're in there for a while, and you notice your skin is getting pruney, which is kind of especially your fingertips. Which yeah, why is, does that happen? Because your the skin is taking in so much water. So you've you think got your, a, but your skin would turn into a balloon instead of shriveling. Well, thankfully, your barrier is working in most places, but in mm. the uh, fingertips and in the tips of your toes, you don't have the same kind of barrier that you do on the rest of your body. So that's a really big sign that there's too much water in your skin, that pruney look. Mm. It doesn't mean that you have the same amount of water in the rest of your skin, but you have a lot of water in your skin. So when you get out, that water will evaporate. And when it evaporates, it can evaporate more water than what you started with when you got into the bathtub, which makes your skin dry and tight. What you need to do is to keep that water in the skin. And what you can do is to... uh, do what's called slugging, which is a a new concept, which I used to do when I was a teenager in the 60s. And that's where you take a super rich product uh, like the CeraVe or something like that, or you take petroleum jelly like Vaseline, and you put it on the surface of your skin while you're still wet getting out from the bath. And that helps to seal the water in. So you'll super saturate the skin, but you'll keep the water in. It won't evaporate. So when your skin is wet, can you put, I've never tried to actually put an aquaphor or a Vaseline over it Mm -hmm. because I think like, I think of it as like oil, but even though it's not oil, it's or grease almost, like Mm -hmm. you feel like it's not going to stick to your skin with the water on there. Well, what I used to do, and I'm sure that you can do this too today, is just tap it you know, tamp it down with a with a towel first to get any excess water so it's not repulsing the, the product you're putting on and then put it on while the skin is still moist. Right, right, gotcha. So so towel, towel dry a little bit, but just don't wait much time before you yeah. put, put it on right away. Put it on right away and just pat your skin dry. Don't towel it down. And that'll help hold the water in. Right. Because right. the oils, like in the ceramides, like you said, surround the water and hold it in. Right. So it'll actually go into your skin. It'll help hold it in the skin. And mm-hmm. if you want to use something that will definitely stay longer in your skin, ceramides are a good bet for that. So you're looking for ceramides in your product. There are a number of ceramides that can be used in a product. If you see only one ingredient named ceramide, it's probably not as good as an ingredient that might have multiple ceramides with different uh, letters after them, like 
ceramide EOS or MP, or they all mean something different. We'll post those on the show notes as well. So uh, when you have uh, a product that you're looking for, you might see cer- the group of ceramides more towards the upper half rather than at the very beginning. If you're looking for one for a product that just has one ceramide in it, yeah, you want to see it like the third or fourth ingredient probably, depending on how many emulsifiers are in there. But the ceramide itself, uh, if you are younger and you have a normal to slightly dry skin, one ceramide should do it. If you're older, meaning 40 and up, uh, you're going to want to look for multiple ceramides the drier your skin is. So will there be lab- labeled multiple ceramides on there? You'll like see ceramide multiple this, ceramide ceramides. Yeah, you'll see in the ingredient list, you'll see multiple ceramides. I'll give you the listing for an ingredient that's kind of a... Um, It's a blend of all the important ceramides that you want to see in the skin. And uh, we'll put that on the uh, show notes. And then we'll put in a, a few of the single ceramides that you might find as well. So when you go into that Google and you enter under uh, shopping, you'll find the products that have different ceramides in them. Okay. And are ceramides okay? To, I mean, obviously for the body, but... Also for the face, they won't clog the They're skin. They're absolutely okay for the face. If you, have, if you are prone to pore clogging or comedogenic um, complexion, you want, you want to use a lighter uh, version of a ceramide product. So you'd probably look for ceramides in the middle of the label. Because mm-hmm. also when you have acne, you're using ingredients in that are drying your skin. Right. And so, you know, you'll often find acneic people who have oily skin, all of a sudden their skin is super dry because of the doctor's products that they're putting them on or they're on Accutane or whatever, and their skin is so dry. But they're afraid to use the thicker moisturizers because they're afraid it will clog their pores. Right, and that doesn't mean that it's going to clog the pores, as you know. Right. So when you're using Accutane, it's drying up the sebaceous gland or the oil gland mm-hmm. in, that goes down into the lower part of the skin. But it's also drying out uh, or damaging the cells that produce the lipids, which are two different things. There's lipids between your skin cells and there's sebum or skin oil that comes out of your sebaceous gland that comes up through your hair follicle. So a lot of products that work to relieve sebum also have that washout effect that uh, washes out the good lipids between your skin cells. So you get really dry, almost painful skin. So helping to repair the barrier at the same time. Yes, benzoyl peroxide will do that. So helping to repair the barrier at the same time that you're drying out the sebaceous glands, the oil glands, is a good thing. And you're mm-hmm. not going to wind up with pore clogs or clogged pores. <laughs> <laughs> pore clogs. Right. So ceramides are okay for, for every skin type. Right. Okay. It just depends upon how much you use. And so is there other ingredients besides ceramides that'll do the trick? Well, it depends upon what you mean by do the trick. Because uh, if you want total barrier repair, let's say you have a really damaged skin, it's red, it's scaly, 
uh, it may even bleed on occasion, then you need a total barrier repair product. Mm -hmm. And that's a product that includes uh, not only ceramides, but cholesterol, believe it or not, uh, or phytosterol, uh, which is a form of cholesterol from a plant. Uh, you need free fatty acids like steric acid or uh, one of those types of acids. And then you need uh, omegas, which are in plant oils. So uh, avocado oil, barrage oil, olive oil, hemp seed oil, um, kukui nut oil, rose hips, sunflower, safflower, all of these have these omegas in them. They go rancid very easily, so they smell like the oil has been out in the sun for too long. Uh, it'll smell off. It won't smell like an oil when you smell it, so you know if your product has gone bad. Mm. Then that can cause blackheads because it oxidizes the sebum in, in the pore. So you're saying those oils need to be preserved? Need to be preserved, and you're looking for like a vitamin E or a tocopherol in there right. to help preserve the product. Uh, there's also an ingredient called tocopherol linoleate, which is a combination of vitamin E and an omega. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then finally, once you've created this barrier, you need to protect it as well, because these lipids are very um, uh, oxidizable. They can be oxidized by air, by tobacco smoke, by smog, uh, a number of things that are that the, the skin comes in contact with. Can you explain really quickly what oxidized means to, yes, to it, people? It means that the um, the lipid is no longer effective at doing its job. So if you think of uh, olive oil and it sits in a clear bottle on your counter in the sun in a month to two months it's going to oxidize and mm -hmm. it's not going to smell like olive oil anymore when it oxidizes it's been affected by free radicals mm -hmm. and that change is molecular it then changes or oxidizes it passes along the oxidation to the lipids in your skin it passes along the oxidation to the sebum that's made by your skin so the sebum can clog your pores uh, which are is are you why talking about the sebum that's on the outside that's been oxidized I'm talking about the sebum that's in the pore at the top causing a blackhead. Right. That's what a blackhead is, is yeah. oxidized sebum. So I, I, I often compare, like, if you cut a banana and leave it open, it turns right. brown at the top. Yes. That's kind of like your that's pore. That's oxidation. Like, yeah. I, the banana is still white underneath, right. but the tip is black, and that's what happens to right. the oil that's stuck in there, the top once it gets to the top, it oxidizes. Really like good that. analogy. Yeah. And if you leave the banana out too long, it's going to go dark all the way through, which is why some blackheads, when you squeeze them out, are dark underneath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they've ox they've continued oxidization. Right. And when you have oxidation, oxidation, when you oxidation, multiple syllables. When you have oxidation, then uh, it makes the skin more sensitive, more susceptible to inflammation and irritants. 
And when we're talking about the lipid barrier of the skin, the moisture barrier of the skin, we're talking about a barrier that no longer keeps water in and keeps irritants out. So we want to keep that barrier from oxidizing. And the way that we do that is by using antioxidants like vitamin E or that tocopherol. Another really good one is cranberry oil because cranberry oil, there's different types of vitamin E which is why you can't just say vitamin E on your label. You don't know what type it is. Is cranberry oil a vitamin E? Cranberry oil contains eight different forms of vitamin E. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, so they're called tocotrienols and tocopherols. Uh, There's four tocotrienols and four tocopherols. They're all antioxidants, and they're all antioxidants for the skin's barrier. Hmm. And so is that put in to a product that is a skin barrier cream, or is that something that's put in a product that's an antioxidant? Yes. Both? Yes. <laughs> okay. So people use them for both. Yeah, people can use them It could be an, an antioxidant both. serum right. or a moisturizer or something like that. Right. Or and that a helps skin, the skin oil. from oxidizing. It helps the barrier from oxidizing, not the, barrier. the skin, but right, the right. barrier from oxidizing. Yes. And you want to look for it in the lower half of the label. It doesn't need to be in there at any great amount. Interesting. Yeah. So it doesn't have to have a lot to no, do. It doesn't. It's work. Right. Will Avocado you... also has vitamin E in it, mm-hmm. as do safflower and sunflower have antioxidant omegas in them. So they're all good for keeping the barrier fresh and effective. And they're somewhere in the middle to lower part of the ingredient list. Exactly. Exactly. You might find sunflower oil in the upper part or safflower oil in the upper part because it can also be a carrier oil. Yes, I've seen those high up in the labels. Yeah. So you're looking for sterols. You're looking for ceramides. You're looking for omegas. You're looking for plant oils. Uh, All of those help with... Uh, repairing the barrier of the skin. Okay, excellent. That's good Good news for people to look out for. One thing, um, just to finish us up here for today, mm-hmm. and maybe this will be a different episode, mm-hmm. depending on what I'm, you're about to say, but what about CBDs? CBDs. CBDs for, are a different breed this. of dude because <laughs> they have a specific omega, omega-3 in them, that helps with acne, believe it or not. So some people say, I don't want any oil in my product. I don't want any plant oils, nothing. But there are plant oils that contain omega-3s that work specifically with acne that you do want in your product if you have an acne skin. So when we talk about acne and we talk about CBDs, I know we're going to talk about this year, we'll bring those back in. Okay, perfect. Yeah. But I All wanted right. to finish with this concept of slugging, yes, which we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not taking a bath and you want to slug, what do you do? So clean your skin well. Then while your skin is still hydrated, put a hydrator on, like a hyaluronic acid with glycerin or something, or even um, uh, a special serum that has a lot of hydrators in it. Then seal that in. Or with- a mist. A mist is also good, a mist with hydrators. Uh, then you can put on uh, a, um, a rather thicker product with your ceramides and your sterols and your omega-rich oils. You could put that on. Then you can seal that in with your uh, Vaseline or petrolatum. Hmm. All right. And go to sleep in that. Don't try to wear that around. 
Right. And then also sleep on your back and try not to get it all rub off on your pillow. Right. Or you could put a towel or something over your pillow or just right, be ready still... to watch your wash your pillowcase in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or yeah. just try and stay on your back so it doesn't come off. Right. I could say some <laughs> other things, but I'm not going to. <laughs> All right. Let's close this one up. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There's so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you Facially Conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at infofaciallyconscious.com. At